めそうと現実に遺跡を閉じて個性を磨け結界な闇なんだよまた一つ消去頭からケツまでそれが我がエンタメイラ You're listening to the Otaku Spirit Anime Cast. My name is Andrew, and I'm joined here with, with wait for it, Chris. I said Chris. You got to say yo. Oh, uh, yo. Too late. Um, you've been listening to Flyers by Bradio, which is the OP to Death Parade, which is a show that we pretty much enjoy in this season. Um, but this is a discussional podcast, and we will be talking about Death Parade later, as long with uh, Yatterman Nights. So look forward to that. Uh, but first, we're going to kick off with some news subjects that we want to discuss, and then we'll jump into the community for the community questions, which are a lot of really, I guess, discussion-sparking questions that they have up there. But yeah, you, if you go to otakuspirit.com, you can find all of our news and reviews of coverage of old and new anime, as well as our community, which is there's a link on the top. Go in there and uh, jump in there with our community, bustling with people wanting to talk about anime, so definitely check us out there. Uh, but yeah. Jump into our news, just kind of kicking it right off. We have uh, about four or five subjects we want to talk about. Our first one, Chris, I know you're excited about this. So just suspend, you know, not suspend, but suspend your excitement for just about five minutes. Don't go crazy. Okay. Crunchyroll now has happy tree friends. Dude, what? Yes, Crunchyroll, the amazing anime streaming service and manga service now has the most Japanese engrossed show called Happy Tree Friends. Yeah. And who who made this decision now? I'm guessing Newgrounds. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently now we have Newgrounds or it wasn't it originally on Newgrounds or was it straight to I YouTube? I don't know. It, it was, I'm I'm it waiting was for an insane show that I didn't care for and why is it on my Crunchyroll? I mean, come I, on, guys. I mean, back in the day when I was a, a stupid kid, I, I found it funny seeing a bunch of random animals beating the crap out of each other, blood flying everywhere, but that was when I was a kid. Um, I can't say so much for it now. I I just have no words. I mean, I'm waiting for... I mean, is the next one we're going to have is uh, Charlie the Unicorn and, and maybe some... Leave Britney alone popped up and up on there. I mean, we're gonna get some more YouTube sensations on uh, Crunchyroll. I, I have no idea. No, I, I, I thought that'd be fun. I don't I, even know what those are. I know what Happy Tree Friends and Friends is, but Charlie the Unicorn was the one with the uh, shun the non-believer shun. If you've ever heard that meme, no. Okay, then don't bother looking it up. I I kind of stay away from YouTube as much as I can. Yeah, too too. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a. 
I mean, I granted I put YouTube videos up and I had a lot of great YouTube people, but it's just a cesspool of people wanting attention too. So, uh, yeah, check us out on YouTube. You can find the links on talkspirit.com. Because we're not, we're not dying for attention or nothing, you know? We just broke uh, 300 subscribers a couple weeks ago, so I'm, I'm pretty excited. But yeah, uh, I mean, I was, I was posing the question to you if you think it's just a, an answer for Crunchyroll. Because we, we noticed coming into this current season, winter 2015, that Crunchyroll was very late in getting its its streaming stuff up there. Like, we're going to have these shows. It took them a while to do that. Of course, they were dealing with the DDoS attacks. And then you have Funimation over here. Like, yeah, we have like 20 of those shows that are coming out. Like, 20 of those 25 shows that are coming out this next season. We're, we're getting them all. So, do you think this is like an answer? Like, Crunchyroll is like fearful. So, they're trying to secure their future by grabbing this other stuff. I mean, because not, not the bash RWBY and, and rest in peace, the creator of it who just recently passed away. But that's an American show as well. You have, then you have uh, Happy Tree Friends coming in. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure here soon we're probably going to get Adventure, Adventure Time probably is going to come in. I mean, is it that they're, they're losing so many of those streaming rights that you think they may be looking, hey, if we lose too many of them, we're not going to be running. So let's secure some other shows. I think that's possibly partially what it is. Um, they're having a harder time getting a, getting a hold of those those licenses, so that they're looking at at companies that are here. I also think that there's possibly a. I already know this guy. He's going to give me this this particular show. So, um, you got that other show right there. Why don't you go ahead and toss that at me too? I'll toss that up here, and we'll see if we can't get you a little money generated from. That <laughs> I show. hope it's not like a thing of. Well, do you want this show? Well, you're going to have to help my friend over at Happy Tree Friends get his stuff up. <laughs> That's part of the same contract. It, it's it's more disheartening to me. I mean, I, I made a tweet initially when I when I noticed it pop up there. My initial tweet was like, I'm sorry, but if I see, you know, if I go to my update list for Crunchyroll to see what's on for the day, and I have to scroll through a bunch of American shows just to get to, and YouTube videos to get to anime I'm done. I, I'm moving away from there. I mean, that's just... I don't want to have to sift through a bunch of junk to get to what I come here for, and that's what's the dis- that's what's kind of disheartening about it. Yeah, I, I agree. But I I think the other part of it is, I mean, when they first made Crunchyroll, I mean, they were, of course, a pirate, uh, a illegally streaming site, and then they went to Japan and said, hey, we're, everybody's doing this. You might as well make some money out of it, so we'll get subscribers. They will funnel that money to you based on how, what they watch, that's a cool idea. Now they're pretty much telling me that instead of wanting to funnel that stuff to there, they're wanting to throw a bunch of other stuff in there that's not Japanese, that it's going to funnel that money away from them. So if suddenly everybody freaks out about Happy Tree Friends and start watching Happy Tree Friends, that's cutting out of Japan. I mean, they're not making as much money as they should be. And that's, I guess that's what's kind of sad about it. Yeah. Uh, we were we we know we were ranting like crazy when this first news came out, or well, not the news, but the when it first popped up there. Just well, not you a know, happy day. It, it is. Yeah, I agree. It is sad. It's frustrating. Um, it, but the problem the problem is is they're competing with a with with you know Funimation. They're competing with Daisuke um, to try and provide these these shows to us, and it's. It's frustrating on the aspect of you. You, you want to see them do good, and at the same time, you un- you got to understand the the concept that that they are competing. And 
for them to keep their subscribers, they have to have some content up there. And, and since they got cut out of a huge chunk of that list, maybe they're tr they they were trying to buffer it a little bit by giving you a couple of extra shows. But I mean, don't you think don't you think there's like other routes to it that they can take? I mean, they could go to Japan and look for companies that have older stuff. Say go to go to Studio Ghibli and say, "Hey, you want to stream like your oldest shows over here? Well, we'll pay whatever and start streaming your movies." I mean, look for other companies that maybe have really old content that still have the license to it and license those ones. Yeah. Hey, can we... We'll do it for you. We'll convert your old DVD uh, series of this really old show to digital, and then we'll stream it on our site, and we'll give you the money for it. I mean, you're not making Don't any money roll. on it right now. License Rescue. Think about it. License Think Rescuing. About it. <laughs> yes, please. I mean, uh, Higurashi, come on. Seriously? <laughs> of course... Uh, we we found out recently that Amazon has that, so yeah, that's uh, some sad news to start y'all out with. Uh, moving to kind of could be good news uh, for those who don't know, uh, Shuzo Oshimi, who did the uh, Flowers of Evil manga, he just recently concluded it, and they even recently announced that his next project that he's going to be working on is called Happiness, and that is going to be a horror type manga, which is. I when I noticed this when I seen this news I was like, okay I didn't really care for Flowers of Evil but Chris liked it, and I remember Chris telling me specifically that Flowers of Evil had like a really kind of psychological aspect to it and I'm like, oh I know Chris is gonna like this news then. <laughs> yes, I'm actually really excited. the The cool thing about Flowers of Evil and 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 it's and it's really hard for me to describe it because when when, when you first open this story up, watch the the show or read the manga it looks it gives you an idea of i'm really okay this to read is the gonna, manga huh i'm really tempted to read the manga it's on crunchy isn't it i don't know i, I think it I is mean, we can check it real quick uh it's it's one of those things it's like when you first open this this story up you you get the impression that this is about a pervert and and somebody uh, trying to or trying to control him in in certain way by blackmail, and it kind of gives off really a vibe of kind of a just a, a kind of a story that you really don't want to read. But as you get farther into it, you start seeing that really this is a a study on on really psychological uh, not maladies, but things involving a person's psyche and what what drives him to do certain things and why that person might do things in certain ways and it was so down to earth and so dirty and just it just captured what it was that that really makes you tick and why you may decide to do different things and i thought it was really well done um the ending was meh I, I is about all I can say. It wasn't a bad ending. It it wrapped up good. It just was wasn't the ending I was hoping for. I guess is really the best way to it just it felt kind of incomplete. It wasn't a drop off. It just felt incomplete. But that does not take away what this this story accomplished and I I cannot say that enough. So in a way, I, I knowing that this guy has a a deep understanding of the psyche and what makes what makes people 
think in certain ways, and he he's very in touch with that kind of a mentality. I am very excited about this show because I think that that will manga. translate, or this manga, because I think that'll translate well into what, even if it goes into the psychological thriller or if he goes into the horror, I think that he knows what he wants to talk about and how he does it. Um, so I think it'll be a really good show or really good story. They released a. It was on the cover of Bisatsu Shonen Magazine, which is the home for Flowers of Evil. Uh, they released a, a an image on there of a girl who's just looks like she's wearing a shirt and a, some kind of cloak on, and then she's got blood all over her mouth, and she's wiping away the blood. And then they released. Uh, they had two pages that were leaked onto the internet, which has one. I won't discuss, but the other one has, looks like she had pounced on some dude and is just chomping at his neck. It looks like he's chomping at his neck. Might just be licking his neck, but I think I see blood coming out of his neck. I'm not sure. Uh, So my question for you was, everybody's wondering, for those people that probably dropped Flowers of Evil early, is there a tie-in? Does the ending of Flowers of Evil signify to you that some girl in just a shirt will be pouncing on guys and chomping their necks? World-wise, I seriously doubt it. Um, you think the main character will go nuts and start chewing on people? Or main girl? It depends. <laughs> I. It, it's really hard to, to say. I mean, I'm not going to say no, because, like I said, it is very, very psychologically tied in. So, I mean, if she's gone cannibal, I guess it's possible. But I mean, did it have a supernatural but, aspect where no, girl there would be no, standing there, on top of a light that, pole? That's that's the thing that I was getting ready to say is there is no supernatural at all. So in she Flowers can't jump on top of a pole. No. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna assume it's probably different. It's probably a different <laughs> world and different story. But if she figures out how to climb, then we will we'll make a tie-in. But he does have a very, like I said, he it, the 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 story was. And I dirty is kind of a hard way to describe it, but it is it's it's talking about the filthiness of life, you know, not not the pretty things. It's not shiny. It's not um it's not flowers and rainbows. This is the 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 filth of what is life. Evil and, flowers. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it's flowers of evil. I mean, that that's what it's it is it is delving into things that are psychologically dark. And so I think that um it, when his when he draws his art, it has got that feel to it that just has this this almost a dirty look to it, and it's not it it's it's a be- beautiful drawing, but it just has this filth to it. I guess is the best way to describe it. As I don't know how else to say it. I guess we'll know in the coming weeks because apparently it's supposed to launch in uh, November, February 9th. So hopefully we'll we'll get some. Uh some hopefully coverage, maybe with, through Crunchyroll or something, will bring it over. Hopefully, no. with less sweat beads, though. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know what that is. Well, you you maybe they'll the make joke. an anime adaptation. They'll have uh, a, a CG girl chomping on some dude with rotoscope. No, rotoscope please, that please. sucker. Yeah, I hope I hope they stay <laughs> way away from rotoscope. And and, and if it's and, a supernatural type thing with the jumping, I I doubt that they can really pull that off fluently with with rotoscope. True. So. Anyways, moving forward to something more happy, we had the winter... No, I don't know. It might not be happy for many of us, including myself, who had to weep himself to sleep last night. Uh, winter Wonderfest 2015 happened yesterday, and I think it's still happening today, but 
Yeah, Good Smile, Max Company, or Max Factory, all those companies are showing off their, their latest figure lineups for the year, year let me, or two. Let me, let me tell you all a little story. <sighs> <laughs> I'm sitting here playing my game. making fun of my weeping. No, I'm sitting here playing my games, and, and my phone is going nuts last night. I keep, every once in a while, I look over and, and see this, this new picture on my phone. Ah, crap, Andrew, stop! <laughs> you can hear me in the room going, no, no, and then, and then all no sudden, more sabers! <laughs> Andrew's over here going, Ooh, and I'm, I'm over here, dang it, Andrew, stop showing me this! <laughs> it was... It was not pretty, because, I, I mean, I probably wrote down a good 20 or so figures that I am completely interested in and just drooling over. There's, like, a Bride Saber, some Altar Saber. I mean, they're all beautiful. And then we got Ninjoids coming in. And then I'm wondering, do I need to get the Ninjoids and the figures? <sighs> Fate Stay stuff all over the place. Madoka Magica. Can Kali all over the place. A, a beautiful set of Rosen Maidens, yeah, too. Just... Uh, which which was no. kind of funny. I was I was I was doing something, and Andrew sends me the message, and and I couldn't look at it right away, and and he said that it it popped up that I had read it, and not, and at the same time I'm I'm in there going, ah oh, crap, come on. <laughs> I just immediately made the connection, like oh man, they, that one made him mad because it was the Rosa Maiden one, so I knew you were gonna <laughs> not gonna like seeing that one, but yeah, good small company. I I think that they. I think they're established for the sole purpose of making us all broke and making us all very sad individuals that wonder how they're going to pay for all this stuff. Because, I mean, Idol Master stuff, uh, the new Cinderella girls are also included in there. Fire Emblem Ninderoids, uh, a really awesome fat company, uh, Rise from Persona, just... I, I don't have the money. Oh, I, th- I I know that there, there was one in that, that group of them that will probably become my next full figure. I I mean, even the Rail Wars, chick from Rail Wars, I mean, I don't like Rail Wars whatsoever, but I just love Sakura. what they I did with her hair. I thought I recognized her, and I couldn't think of who that was. But yeah, that is totally her. I've just never seen hair done the way that they did her hair. It just looks so animated. It doesn't have any seams to it, just like you usually would get. They've seen some Terraformer androids. I'm hoping we get... There was uh, the main character of, of, of Terraformers, which I don't really care for. But if they get me a Michelle or an Adolf, yes, please. <laughs> well, it's it's like the, the I, what I was saying is the, 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 full, the full, full figure that I probably... I'm seriously considering is that Tama. That Tama is gorgeous. Oh, I thought you were going to say and that. And I cannot... Your Lion April figure. I want coming. her to, but you know me and my budget. I mean, I don't even know that I'm going to be able to have enough for that, that Tama. That Tama is gorgeous, and I want... Oh, the Tama, I yes. Okay. I can't I wait to see that one Tama from Luxos. Yeah. Yeah, that one's pretty crazy. I mean, I don't, I don't care about Love Live, but then there was a bunch of... Uh, I believe her name is Nico. A bunch of her figures. I'm like, oh, she just looks adorable. They have like a whole nother set of, I don't, I don't know what company's doing, I think it might be Wing or something, is doing an, another set of kimonos for Madoka, which I will probably buy because I like their outfits a lot better. I, I just, somebody stop me. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm even seeing figures of characters, I don't even know what they're from, they're, but I'm buying it. They ruined Yui from uh, my romantic comedy snafu with this devil looking thing, but it's so awesomely sexy that I want to buy it even though it doesn't fit her personality whatsoever 
Uh, there's a, a follow-up for Avesda. The one that they they were talking about, they actually had an unpainted one a long time ago of uh, the eyepatch sword-wielding girl from World Conquest Vesta plot. And now I'm like, oh crap, now I gotta get Kate so I can get that one along with it. Saturn from Seha Girls. Like, I don't know why, but I want it really badly because I love that show. And of course, well, before I get that one, they got a one-fourth scale of Miku. Which that's going to be Ooh, one fourth. Oh my god! That's going to be practically like half, the size half, of one of my yeah. shelves in here. No, that's like, half of your off. shelf or half of the whole thing, isn't it? It could be. I mean, that's like if up you to look her. Knee. She's practically, I would say, probably three times the size of a regular figure. So, yeah, yeah that's she would that's, have to be almost. It's going to be on my desktop. Then <laughs> she would have to be almost two foot tall, and she's probably going to be probably. Maybe a thousand dollars or eight hundred dollars at at least. Oh my gosh! Uh, but yeah, the one probably most of our listeners are probably really excited about right now is Yuki Yuna is a hero. They answered our prayers. There's two. <sighs> there's two figures of her of of Yuna herself. One where she's in like a battle pose. One where she's just standing upright. And then an android. <sighs> and they're absolutely adorable. But yeah, if you want to see all these pictures, you can either go to Good Smile Company's Facebook page and you can see all the galleries they have there. Oh my gosh, there's a saber with the with the short shorts. There's like three or four sabers and and a couple of selties. <sighs> I'm still scrolling it. It's distracting me now. But yeah, you can go to Good Smile Company's uh, image page or on their Facebook page. You can also go to Twitter and look for, I think it's WF2015W as a hashtag and you can find a whole bunch of pictures there. Or you can go to otakuspirit.com, go to the forums, go to memorabilia, memorabilia, and then go to uh, Winter Wonderfest 2015. I put a whole bunch of the pictures up there, and everybody's crying in that thread. So you can join there and cry with them. We have our own little support team where we, we don't help each other stop buying stuff because Lolly Knight's the worst at just making me buy stuff, which is terrible. But we all come together to weep together as we empty our wallets. So it's a, it's a support group that enables... But, yeah, you get the picture. <sighs> Good small company. I mean, we have a love-hate relationship, and it's going to continue, I believe. To continue the happy news, <laughs> sort of, uh, we just found out the other day that Afootable is working on a God Eater anime adaptation, which, yes, where do I sign up? I mean, do you have a sign-up sheet? Uh, I think it's on the Afootable website. Okay. But yeah, if those don't know God Eater, God Eater was originally a PSP game. Really cool little kind of uh, Monster Hunter-ish kind of game. Uh, they made God Eater Burst, which came over to... Or God's Eater Burst that came over to America. Uh, now they recently, I think, released uh, God Eater 2, which I believe will also come to America. I'm not sure. And so they're going to make the adaptation based off the very first one. So, And, of course, being by Afootable, who's doing Fate Stay Night, Unlimited Blade Works here recently. Um, just amazing job they do. Fate Zero, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, who cares about all that? It's Afootable doing it. More than likely, it's going to be epic. I, I mean, um, I, I wasn't got... really enthralled by the story, but at the same time, they have amazing character designs. I was getting ready to say, and then you uh, God Eater has... Afootable. God Eater has epic uh, d- character designs and artwork. So, I mean, you put the two together, something good has got to come out of it. I'm hoping, but we all know how game adaptations do. So, 
That's interesting. Uh, Sword Art Online 2 uh, action animator director Tatsuya Takeichi was the one that did the artwork for, or is doing the character designs. Cool. Yay! I, I'm 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 jazzed. I I mean, I'm kind of worried because they have like they're finishing Unlimited Blade Works, which they probably are pretty close to done with that now because they're going to release that in. Uh, spring, and then they have Heaven's Field they're going to be doing, and then have this on top of it. It's like, I'm wondering <laughs> where they have all the time for all this, so I hope that it's not going to cause constraints on anything, but I'm pretty sure they got it figured out. And our last piece of news, um, even though it's been recently announced that Neon Genesis Evangelion HD Blu-ray sets were going to be released. You got Neon Genesis news? Yeah, but it's, there's nothing to do with Funimation. This is Japan. This is back oh. over there where they actually get stuff done. So so we don't know anything about 3.0? No, still don't. No. Well. Sorry. Other than the fact that you're still spoiled. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> they recent, recently uh, announced all the details to it. Um, main one of the details is that it's going to release on August 25th in Japan, and it's going to cost a wonderful 38,000 yen, or probably about... $310 for the Blu-ray set. So that's a wonderful price tag. I'm, I'm sure you're all excited. And the DVDs, which will be hundred or 18,000 yen, which is probably about 15, 150 bucks probably. Uh, I think they have a, a bunch of stuff included in there. Let me double check before I put my shoe in my mouth. Um, it comes with, the Blu-ray comes with two discs, which has, uh, hold on a second, I'm, I'm, getting ahead of myself it also includes end of even it, call, it includes one through 24 episodes it also includes uh end of evangelion and the revival of evangelion or death and rebirth uh nine disc total booklet special packaging and that is it i don't Does see any say anything about title subtitles or did you say that i didn't see anything about subtitles so no english uh, subtitles audio are mentioned that would be a one of those things I would assume they'll keep, but the fact that it is in J- Jap- Japan makes it a little bit leery. But th- this would be a great way for a lot of you guys to get into this series because Evangelion's a hard one to get a hold of. So I keep I'm an hoping, eye on this. Series. I'm hoping Funimation. Will- <laughs> I caught myself. <laughs> I wanted to say I hope that Funimation picks it up immediately so that they can release it over here. As a full on box set, um, they probably won't charge three hundred and fifty dollars, so that'll be the good thing. Um, but at the same time, we all know how wonderful Funimation is doing right now with the Evangelion series. But yeah, we were we were looking at I think uh, Death and Rebirth here recently to look up some information, and I was like, man, I just really need to watch this again because I'm one of the lucky people who managed to buy the full on box set back when it was first released for about I think it was about one hundred fifty bucks, but you just can't buy it now. And to have a HD remastered come over here, I think that's where, yeah, I appreciate what they're doing with the new movies. They're really trying to make it, they're trying to make it more understandable. They're trying to cut it down to make it shorter, of course, because it's in, what, four movies. But at the same time, you're cutting out a lot of, yeah, you might see them as of, you know, being convoluted, and there's a lot of very drawn-out moments of, like, Shinji just wandering around, jumping on a... getting in a in a train, and just the scene of him in a train listening to music for 
a, a minute or two. I mean, there was a lot of really drawn out moments, but it was a lot of the atmosphere and very prolonged character development that I think is just completely missing out of the movies because the movies are just let's go get in the mecca fight <laughs> we're all safe yay move on kind of thing. So I think the the true the original way they wanted the story to be told is all found in those DVDs, even if you might understand what the hell is going on because it's it was back when they were just crazy with symbolism and I think they were really I don't think they really said it specifically but I think they were big on the idea of you trying to uh, figure it out for yourself draw your own conclusion discuss it and I think that was all intended whereas now the movies is just cut and dry here it is somebody on the on the forums had mentioned that they had missed missed out on Evangelion and I I remember specifically saying you know Evangelion is one of those shows that I think it just is a given that if you want, I'm not going to say you're not an otaku if you have not watched this show because I we 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 don't like saying that, but it's one of those as an otaku you you just have to have Evangelion under your belt, whether you like the show or not or you hate the show is really doesn't really matter. It's you just have to watch it. And experience it at some point. Yeah, it's, it's like just, just like when we were in, in into gaming. It was like, oh, this cool, this game is really cool. It's a little platformer, two D, and it's like, yeah, but you should really go back and try out, you know, Super Mario Brothers. I mean, you need to, you need to go back to the origins. It's the same thing with uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion. It's like, if you look at it, there are so many things in that series that are constantly being reused today. I mean, there's the the nerve su- suits the or the the nerve system the 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 Sundere being Oscar Langley Soryu the the silent character in Rei Nabi these are all archetypes and just formulas that are used today on a regular basis yeah it's a, it's a fundamental show that you just have to understand you have to have it to understand a lot of things involving um, anime in general it's it's just one of those crucial things it's almost like I would almost say the same thing about Princess Mononoke it's it's just one of those fundamental things that you have to watch at some point um dragon ball not necessarily dragon ball but dragon ball z it's 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 almost a fundamental you don't have thing. to watch the whole thing though you don't have to watch the whole thing <laughs> i mean i would almost say go watch the kai version it's supposedly that's a streamlined easy easy gulpable piece um ghost in a shell i mean come on is there any more akira akira yeah I mean, that was like one of the very, very first real strong psychological shows that I've ever watched. So, or movies. So, that's definitely, definitely out there. Alrighty. Anyways, that's that's Evangelion news. Um, sorry, it's not localizing news yet, or who's gonna have it, or if it's gonna cost us three hundred and fifty dollars. So, definitely something you want to keep an eye on, at least to. For those of you who haven't watched it and are looking for a legit source, it, it, it'd be a good idea to keep an eye on that. Moving forward, let's go into our discussions from the forums. Yay, we're done with news. Um, but yeah, we have a, like one, two, three, four, five, six questions, seven, eight. It's keep coming. Eight questions from the forums, which we will be discussing. And we appreciate every single question. Uh, again, if you want to submit a question, you can go to TakuSpirit.com. At the top, there's a contact us button. It's the easiest way. You can email andrea.takuspirit.com, or you can go to forums, go to the anime cast discussion forums, and there's an anime question thread there. But yeah, our first one is going to be from Simibolt. Simibolt says, hi. Hello. 
Smiley face. I was wondering what what you guys think is the best amount of episodes for an anime would be. Um, I've heard people say that anime should be no longer than 12 episodes. What do you guys think? What do you think, Chris? If you want to get technical, I would say 10. Because that takes out the two episodes of fluff that they always <laughs> add into a show. But... <laughs> I would not agree with that. Because they will find a way. You're just going to get eight episodes of good. There will be an onsen. There will, <laughs> will be, be an onsen and a beach episode. Uh, the, we, 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 we debated this... this this, this idea for, what, about 10, 15 minutes the other day, we were discussing this back and forth, and it was like, it it's hard to say what would be a good, solid number. So, it really depends on the content. If you start watching a show and it starts feeling very huge, you're going to start really, and the more anime, if you don't, if you don't notice this right away, don't feel bad. It's, it's something that you just kind of start feeling after a certain amount of time that you've watched a lot of anime, you start feeling how the director is trying to present the material to you, what is incorporated in what is being presented to you. So you start feeling the scope of the story. And you, as as things start building up, you start realizing how big this 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 world is, and at the same time, how fast that that content is being provided to you will determine where you feel that this show should be. Now, comedies. We went we when we were discussing it, we happened to mention comedies. Comedies is a, is is something that is kind of just one of those throw at you. 12 episodes, you can't really get much more than that. If you go more than 12 episodes on a comedy, more than likely, you're going to start stringing out jokes. It's a case when they first come in and they're like, here is the punchline. All right, let's make an anime out of that. This punchline for this comedy is going to be this. Pushing that past 12 episodes, you're really starting to beat the horse. Yeah. I mean, unless you have other elements in there like, uh, you know, romance or action. Yeah. You cannot proceed past that 12 point without starting to kill the dead horse. Yeah. You, that, I was I was going to say the same thing. You you really, if unless you have a underlying theme, Torador is an excellent example. It was a comedy, but it was a romance comedy. So that romance strung it the rest of the way while the, the comedy element was just kind of a backdrop to keep things lighthearted. Um, Shakugan Sana, that one had action and uh, kind of a fantasy element to it that helped the comedy not die, which right. didn't really have too much comedy, but it was a good amount. But yeah, I agree with you. We had a recently, last season, we had the experience with uh, Lord Marksman and Venatus, which was one of those ones where you immediately knew that this story was huge. And they cut it to twelve or thirteen episodes. It's like, wait, no, this should not be this short. Yeah, we were, we we were. I mean, I think we were saying that during the 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 mid season review and the and the first impressions, we thought it was a joke. Like, no, this seriously can't be. <laughs> There's no <laughs> way that this this show is. We is. have not even seen the X girl. And because once you get into that, you you will see within an episode to two episodes that this world is just expansive. There's a lot of content here. And there's no way at the at the pace that they're presenting it to us, even if they shorten these battles down, which is really what they were doing, there's no way that they're going to cover all the content that they're they're trying to present to us unless they do a really botched and that has happened before, and you will see those every once in a while, the the botched one episode that seems to cover everything for the yeah. last twenty five chapters. <laughs> Information dump. But yeah, it's it's really 
it really depends on what it is. I mean, if, if in my opinion, if it has an expansive world, if it has a lot to the characters, it needs to be more than 12 episodes. If it's a comedy and that's really cut and dry, that's all it is, definitely keep it under 12. But if it's anything else, I... I want to say almost if if it's a if it's a straight comedy, definitely twelve or less, thirteen or less episodes. If it's anything outside of that, there is definitely room to grow. Right. If it's romance, you can you can you can expand that. If it's if it's uh, fantasy, uh, action, all that stuff can really be expanded. But comedy is really the only one that I would say that you can honestly have to keep on the twelve episode mark unless they want to prove me wrong, which I'm all for. Well, we, we. I mean, we, even even with Monthly Girls and Saki Kun, love that show. Laughed every single episode. Can I see it going twenty four episodes? No, I, I really I think it would probably kill it. Kokori San was the same thing. Mm-hmm. I and as much as we loved it, I mean, we that's generally a twelve episode show. I it, I don't think uh, the uh, Hinako, uh, the Stony Prince and or Stony Cat and Hentai Prince and Stony Cat, yeah, that was twelve episode show. Please don't give me any more of that. Uh, Unless it's something ruin- like uh, Har and Har and Goo, which the only thing with Har and Goo, Goo is that they they pushed it way out of the realm of reality, so they could easily go. Okay, today we're gonna suddenly have gigantic robots and stuff, and we're gonna go into this other world, and we're gonna break this whole logic. That's about the only case where it can really work. But in any other situation, they're usually trying to keep some kind of grounded reality to it to a comedy. And when they do that, you're stuck with that one set of jokes. Yeah, Crunchyroll. That's another one you could rescue li- or license. Sorry, <laughs> Goo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, and w- when we were talking about it, we I think we both came to pretty much the general consensus that about the 24 24 episode mark is about the safe spot you don't want to go much more than that unless you're because at that point you're really diving into the um the uh the epic realm and and you really or the shonen realm you really you're gonna want a solid solid story that people are embracing there's just no way to get around that. At the same time, I almost want to say that I don't like anything. If if I want to take this question even further, is in the realm of epics that we we've, we talked about before, uh, Bleach, um, Naruto, all those. I almost want to say I don't like those shows. I like it when they keep it to, I want to say fifty episodes the most. Like like Soul Eater really. was very comfortable for me. Yeah, they had a lot more that they could have done with that world. Make another season out of it, but don't go. 300 400 600 episodes that is yeah it's they're not going to not do that because that makes them a fortune let's be honest franchises figures all that stuff they're making a fortune off of one piece but at the same time it sucks for anybody that's outside of it and that's what's kind of the bummering thing and getting caught up or finding the material that's not a fortune to buy the entire sets finding somewhere that streams it it really kind of alienates anybody that's not inside of it and then it creates that little clash of people saying, you know, Rudo's for crap, for people that are that have no lives or or one piece is just too much and, and it's so dumb and convoluted. It it causes a divide that I think kind of sucks. Yeah. So I would I would like them to keep it to hundred the most. But fifty I think is a really comfortable spot. Like I said, Soul Eater did really well on that. And, the, and another one of those things is when you get to that that six, seven hundred mark, you 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 go Oh yeah, One Piece is great because it has, 
it, 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 it has this really important part in it that happens here and it's never <laughs> been done in any other show. And it's like, I don't want to see that one. Yeah, part. but I'm going to have to go through like 400 episodes to get to that one part just to see it. And then I'm going to have to I'm going to want to watch the last 200 episodes because I've already invested 200 hours into the show. <laughs> That's really, the other crummy part about those those grand epics is that it we're totally going to turn this into an epic discussion, but. The other problem that I run into with the fact that there's so many episodes, uh, good examples that I have are like Naruto or Bleach or or uh, uh, Dragon Ball Z, is when you step back and look at it, it, it and you look at each character individually, there's some rare cases like uh, Vegeta is a really good example. But the, in most cases, you look at the characters and you're like, there really is no development here. I mean, yeah, you might have that big stark contrast between the first part and the very end, but it's not that grand of a change that, yeah, you can think of individual things they've experienced and had to overcome, but in the grand scheme of things, nothing really big happened in in that character. They still yeah, act character. the same. They still they yeah. still have like like Goku was the same goofy over happy. We're let's all be peaceful friends from the beginning to the end. Yeah, characters tend to go. Naruto's still a dork. They, from almost, they almost have they almost have kind of a reset every episode. Yeah, yeah, I would see that. Yeah, it's all it's, it's they hard do to have those moments where like they become serious and the battle's over and then they go back to being gore. They're back to chomping yeah. down an entire table of food. It's just I don't see them really having significant changes. Whereas you know more of the serious shows that are only maybe twenty four episodes have these really huge changes to them that you look at them from the beginning. To the end, uh, one that's popping in my head right now is Clonad. Tomoya, from the very beginning, who is totally shutting himself out, is completely different than the man he becomes in the later parts of the after stories, and you're probably weeping in your own mind right now of, of what that experience he goes through. He's completely different in the end, and that's the stuff I enjoy. I don't, I don't feel... I've dropped Bleach. I've dropped Naruto. Um, Dragon Ball Z, I, I watched all the way to like the early GT... And when I step back, I feel unfulfilled. That's the sad part about it. Yes, I, I enjoyed a lot of these scenes here and there that really define the show for me. But in the end, it's like an investment that I don't really feel looking back. I got well, much out of. It. And 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 don't take that as we're we're bashing shonens because shonens are shonens have their own thing that really does work. And we're talking about that's an investment that you're constantly in, yeah. with. Shonens are in in their own category because if you stop and, and watch a shonen you generally you're going to enjoy yourself through and through the show we're talking about the nuances of actual storytelling really what a shonen is is it's generally an action romp all the way through you're going to have the tournament styles you're going to have the um the well I'm, now i'm going into shoujo's but card capture but anything that goes into those really really long things is you get into a weird realm where to keep the story going, the characters don't don't have as much. So it's it's just you have this archetype of this character. He's wrote out a certain way. He's going to react to things a certain way every time. And then you just start throwing things at him. The one that actually did it literally on a regular basis was uh, Dragon Ball Z, where they literally <laughs> reset Goku just to make it continue. Yeah, they turn him into a kid just to make it continue. That's so true. I mean, that's a huge reset and like completely obvious. Anyway, let, let's move forward before we continue talk about epics. Uh, but yeah, I I definitely agree with you. I I think there's definitely a thing about them. They 
they're an investment. People get invested in them, and that was definitely how I was with Bleach and everything. Oh, it was Bleach? like I, I was with that show. I was constantly seeing how this character continued. I never had to worry about it stopping, even though they do stop. Yeah, when you when when you first start watching Bleach, it, it is it is a show that will grab you, sit you down, and say, "Look at what's going on here. We've got a lot going on," and yeah, you realize I love that world. You very very much it's 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 almost as as every episode in the first season just just watch yeah i'm not i'm not saying go and watch it because it's a huge show if you go and watch that first season first you're season gonna be pretty self-contained though if I, when i think about it yeah. i mean yeah there's a lot of things you're like hmm i would really <laughs> like to know more about that i would really like society that, and that's, that's what, what i was that's, that's what i was really getting ready to say is you, you as each episode continues, you start seeing more and more what this world encompasses, what is in there, and it's very well told. The the there's intricacies in each one of the aspects that you will see as you're going forward in the show. And when and then all of a sudden, boom, this happens, and you're like, oh my gosh, I want to go there. Let me see what's over there on the other side, and, and then they take you to the other side. And then, and then, you then get the world episodes. And then the world. No, not even that. The, then the world expands even more. And you're like, wow, that's fascinating. I want more. And then all of a sudden they're like, okay, go back home for a couple days. Then you filler. get the filler episodes. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's break the logic in that sword. And then and then I'll, then they start going into another world, and it's like, wow, this is huge. And even towards the end, they're adding even more into this world, and it's like, oh gosh. The, yeah, we weren't yeah, into it though. It's huge. Let's move on to the next question, which is from <laughs> Chicago, and I, I fully accept the apology for last discussional podcast's mishap with calling figures toys. But Chicago says, uh, "Just wondering, not sure if this has been asked already. Uh, how long does it take you guys to finish making an episode or podcast? Do you record segments of it certain days, or do you finish recording in one go?" Well. I can do a little bit of this question, Go but not ahead. much. Go because ahead. Andrew is the big guy here. You guys, yeah, nothing is done without Andrew, so give him all the props. I mean, I applaud him. I thank him all the time for it. He, he's really your 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 muscle behind this entire thing. I'm just a goofy flunky. We oh, do. No, I got to deflate my head. Hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> we do do the recording in one run. Generally, we will take a break here and there, but usually you guys don't get to hear that because Andrew does all the cool stuff that makes it all work. Magic. Yep. Not really. Um, it's deleted. So, button. yeah, we, we do pretty much all it all in one run. It's usually on a Sunday night. So one day, maybe we'll get you guys to, to listen to us, but not right now. Oh, you're talking about live? Yeah. Live. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, usually on Sunday nights, we will usually get together. That's usually one moment that we have free time between both of us. Um, but yeah, we get together, set up everything. It's a lot of setup with all the microphones and everything. So we try to set it to one moment per week. Um, right now we're currently doing usually a discussional podcast and a review slash whatever we want to do kind of podcast. And so we'll just run, we'll record both of those in one session on Sunday. Then afterwards, basically finalizing one of them to release Sunday night, which is when you guys usually get the first episode. Then usually on Wednesday and Thursday, I'll, I'll edit the other one. It's, uh, it really depends on what the show is. I mean, if it, if it's a show that goes on for two hours, that's two hours. I have to proof here. I have to go through there and listen to see if there was any clicks. 
any coughs, any things that you guys don't want to hear because it's going to annoy the crap out of you. If you hear us say, um, 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 I'll cut those out usually if I can cut them without causing audio defects. So yeah, it's, it's usually if we, if we record two hours of the podcast, it's going to be two hours of editing, um, the podcast itself, then splicing it up, putting it into GarageBand and, and uploading it, making the article for it, making the form thread for it. I would probably say if you have a two hour episode that you're listening to, it probably took a total of, uh, six hours to five or six hours to edit and, and post and everything total overall time recording everything so was it yeah. is it has it always been that long or i mean have you gotten to where it's I've, streamlined I've, down? it used to take longer because i yeah i didn't have as many tricks that i use now um level later definitely saved me a lot of trouble because it it does a lot of the audio balancing out uh just finding ways of streamlining it definitely makes it a lot easier so some updates they made to itunes makes it a lot easier to put ID tags in there, so that's that's always nice. But I do know that there was another audio podcast that you had done that was just absolutely painful. Which one's that one? The other podcast we did. Oh yeah, I used to we used to do podcasts with like gaming and stuff on another site, and that was that was more painful because I had to bring in other people's audio because I wanted to make sure that it was clear as possible. So I would have them record on their end. I had to bring it over, put them all together, line them up perfectly, and that was that could take. Yeah. I mean, just editing alone is like three or five hours, so that was painful. And that's partly why we don't do as many guests as people may want, is because I am so picky about quality that it ends up turning into a big fiasco of bringing in their audio, editing the audio. And again, we're we're doing this on our free time, so unless we open up Patreon accounts and get paid for it and we quit our jobs, it's it's hobby, so we're gonna we're gonna do whatever is is is, is flexible with us. Um, while trying to provide you guys with entertainment. So, but yeah, that, that, I think that answers the question. I think the only thing that really changes that is definitely the uh, the music episodes, as much as people love those ones. And mainly because of the fact that people love them so much, we love listening to them. So we get some benefit out of it, but those ones usually can take even longer. I usually have to spend a couple days before we even record just getting all the different songs uh ripped from their shows so that I can have them to slip inside there. And yeah, that usually that takes quite a while. So, and then have to line them all up, but it's fun. And I, I, we enjoy doing it for you guys. So don't take it as me sitting here whining. So yeah. Our next question we have from gamer Colin, which says kind of a more personal question for you guys this time. I know. I know. Don't get personal. Going to get up and close and personal. Yes, Gamer Colin asks, what do your family members... This isn't, like, love or anything. Jeez, what the crap. What do your family members and other friends think of you guys as being otakus uh, with a giant collection of anime movies and related merchandise? Do they know about it? What is their initial reaction to finding out? Keep up the great work. Thank you. You want to start off, or...? I've made no no secret of it. Make no secret of it. <laughs> we, we, had a, we have a thread on the forums, which is, I think, uh, Confessions of a Closet Otaku or something like that, where we kind of pose the question of, of, of what you guys do for, are you open about it or not? And I was actually considering making an entire podcast episode about it and kind of bringing everybody's feedback. So maybe we might do that in the future. But just to, to answer this question, it is... I, I'm not. A, I don't make it a secret, but at the same time, I'm not like, "Hey, what's up, guys? I like. I, I watch anime. I'm not. If it comes up, 
if they ask me what I'm doing after work or something, it's like, yeah, I'm going home and recording a podcast about anime. If they ask me, you be watching the show? Nah, I'm, I'm watching Death Parade. They're like, what is Death Parade? I'm like, dude, you got it's, it's awesome. And I tell them about it and they find out it's anime and they're like, oh, it's anime. But yeah, it's, I'm not, not, I used to be pretty much don't talk about it, but more recently it's like, yeah, if, if, if it comes up as a, something to talk about, I'll talk about it. I'm not, I'm not going to hide it, but at the same time, I'm not cram it down people's throats. Usually when they find out about it, they're just like, oh, anime. Why do you watch that? And it's like, well, I like the stories. I like all the different stories that they have. I'll, I'll tell them about a couple cool little stories that I think were kind of interesting that catch their attention, like Death, Death Note. Tell them like a, a notebook that kills people and what the guy does with it. And I they're usually interested in it. That's what sucks about it. They're always yeah. interested in it. I, was, I can tell them stories. And they're like, dude, that's awesome. I was I was telling somebody about about Death Parade yeah, the other I day. And I was like, and and this person was like, oh, that sounds interesting. I'm like, one catch. It's an anime. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Japanese animation. Um, but yeah, it's it's they, they're always interested in it. That's what's kind of funny about it. And then I'll I'll throw in the punchline that it's anime. And it's like, oh, pfft, I, oh, I don't like anime. It's like... But this is why we watch anime, is these kinds of shows. Yeah, you're asking me why I watch it, and that's exactly why. So, I, I mean, there's... But, yeah, um, none of them... I don't usually invite people over to check out my figures on a regular basis or merch, or my merchandise because we have dogs that aren't friendly with, with visitors. But usually when they come in here, I've had a couple people in the last couple of years that have, have checked it out, and it's just like... Oh, they kind of look over and they don't really make an image anything. So they they could probably be thinking something completely different. Like this guy's a psychopath, uh, but nothing really that big of a deal. It's I I don't invite just anybody into there, and I don't just tell anybody about my collections and stuff. So in that side of the whole deal, I don't really have really much to say. But just the idea of watching anime, it they're like whatever. It's anime. I don't want to hear about it. But at the same time, I'm not going to hide it. Well, besides, my brother's my best friend, so, I mean, it's not like I have a this huge... This guy's got, like, some pervy figures in his closet. I don't know what the hell's <laughs> up with that. Yeah, how about that? that answers your question. Do you have anything else to add to it? No. Pretty much the same deal. All right. Moving forward, we have Kazu Taiga. Says, what are all y'all interested in hobbies besides anime? Like, are you sports fans, tech nerds, gamers, LARPers, in a band, I beer am... brewers, etc.? The heck is a LARPer? It's live action role playing. Oh no, no, don't do that. Lightning bolt, lightning bolt. <laughs> you watched that video, haven't you? I, no? I don't think so. There's a guy running around throwing little things at people, yelling lightning bolt, and then some guy runs up and says the- healing spell or something like that, or healing injection. It's it's really weird. Um, but all the power to you if you are. That's that's awesome. Closest thing we are is probably tech and gamers, tech nerds and used gamers. used to be big gamers because, like we've said before, we, we used to do podcasts for it. We used to write news on um, gaming. I have this big old shelf that I'm considering recently to just sell them all. It's just I was really heavy into gaming, and I still like gaming. It's just not really interested in it anymore that much because it just seems like the same old, same old. Getting more interested in anime. But, yeah, really big with gaming for the longest time. Uh, I'm a tech nerd because that's my job, so I have to keep up with the latest tech. I used to be more interested in technology back in the day when it used to be kind of ingenuitive, whereas today it's more, oh, here's the latest cell phone that's a little bit faster. It's not as cool as it used to be. I mean, everybody's got technology now, so it's not cool anymore. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's... But no, I wish I was in a band. 
Are you in a band? Are you secretly in a band? Are you secretly making a Moe K-On band? I have taken on Idol Master. <laughs> I am the Idol Master. You're the producer. You're gonna, hold, gonna hold out a little business note, Dozo. Uh, yeah. Don't care about beer though. That's definitely not. Don't care for beer. I don't do to, LARPing. I used to be big on on uh, what, hard liquor, but not now. We don't really drink anymore. So sports, no. You could never get. In. I have a lot of my friends at work are into sports. Everybody's into sports, really. And then they'll come up and say, "Man, you watched the game last night?" Don't I didn't even, even bother. Know there was a game. <laughs> don't even bother. <laughs> I just found out that the Patriots played yesterday. I don't know what's going on. Don't even bother asking me. So yeah, don't even Who ask me. Who was the Patriots playing against? <laughs> uh, I don't remember. Don't I, 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 the closest thing, if you wanted to get technical to a sport that I may halfway follow, is MMA. That's uh, about the closest thing to something that I may follow a little bit, but. I'm just not big into sports. I, 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 I love doing MMA when I was doing it, but I, I just couldn't stick with it. So, I mean, I, I'm, yeah. Yeah. All right. Simi Bolt jumps in, says, hard question alert. Oh, gosh. If you could make an anime, what would the genre be? Don't say Moe. Moe is not a genre. Who said that I wanted to make Moe? Make <laughs> Moe. Genres Moe. Lolly. <laughs> That'd be awesome. They totally should make like official Wikipedia genres of Lolly and Moe. I, I would probably go to my, my standard high fantasy. I mean. Oh, I was going to say psychological horror, but yeah, fantasy. I mean, used to be big, but solid, you just don't see them very much. Just a solid high fantasy story. I, I mean, it's it, it has a lot there that can be used and they and and it doesn't it's not stuck in the tropes of club show you can throw in harem elements and still you keep it some, you can throw in a moe character you can throw in yeah, a lolly you can, but you can you can keep the it, it gives the di- the dither something to do other than focus on the on the girls so you you have a lot of freedom to it's like a the canvas just is that big. It, it, there's just so much that you can use in a high fantasy s- series. So yeah, it's not stuck in a classroom. I, I definitely agree with that. Um, yeah, I was gonna say psychological, but that fantasy you just don't see anymore. So definitely, I would no, I would love to see, bring in more. You know, fantasy. even more than I would want to see high fantasy, I would a want psychological to see, fantasy. Yeah, I would want to see a uh, a high fantasy in. Either a steampunk or a cyberpunk world. Not cyberpunk. I wouldn't do cyberpunk. But yeah, I would do. I would do. Uh, Both of them. It's it's a mashup. It's a mashup that is not done very much, and that is probably one of the just the best mashups that you could possibly do. Is those kinds of worlds? It definitely takes a lot of creativity in order to pull off, and I think yeah. that's what most. <laughs> Writers don't seem to have potential in. Um, they definitely are still just stuck in the ruts. So, unfortunately, um, but yeah, I mean, I miss I miss the days of Vescaflones and and Record of Lotus Wars and all those really great fantasy, pure fantasy type settings, and just don't see them anymore. And and even with Vescaflone, they throw Mecha in there and some magical aspects into it, and it, it did fine. It still kept that flavor, and that's what I want. 
even like Outbreak Company, I had a fantasy world and it still pulled off the harems and all that other junk and did very well with it. I mean, it wasn't, you know, people fighting for land or anything like that or anything grand, uh, which I think fantasy is, is pulls off very well. Like you said, it's, it opens it up. There's this huge world. Go explore. Like with Record of Lotus Wars, they were, they were traveling in this big epic quest and it's, that's the stuff I kind of really miss. Even, uh, uh, what's that one, uh, Scrap Princess, love that one. Had this little journey they were doing. I love the world. I love the magic, uh, the swords and all that kind of stuff. Uh, big gigantic axes. I just love those type of worlds. So I definitely want to. Mayo Mayo did 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 the same thing. It was it was grand in scale. I mean, yeah, it kind of cut off at at one point, but it 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 just shows you how much that they can do with the world. I mean, it you when you get into a high fantasy world, you automatically start feeling how big that world is and as as they start telling the story you start seeing more and more 12 kingdoms is a great example you just you get sucked into that world and as you st- they give them room to p- develop characters it gives them room to they because it's a high fantasy they can make whatever rules they want so if they want people to fly around just to fly why not it's a fantasy it's you the rules are whatever you make them in that po- at that point. When you put them in a club sh- a club room setting, there is a whole bunch of rules that just come slamming down on them. You have to follow those rules. So, yeah. So going into the next question, Logan LSR says, "Okay, I don't know if this has been asked or answered in an anime cast before, but who is your favorite male and female anime character?" Uh, probably Chi from Chobits, if you can consider her female. If you can't consider her female, then I would probably lean to, uh, Sukiko, Sukikashi from Hinako. That's just, those are probably my two favorites. I don't know. I... If you want to go female characters for me, definitely my top waifu is still Tomoyo from, uh, Clanad. No, you... Your wife, and then who, your wife who your wife who is Saber. No, Saber's my bodyguard that that Tomio <laughs> doesn't know that I, I I I get with on a regular basis. And then I have Oscarlin Sawyer. She's she's kind of the she's out she's out going, and she'll come in every now and then. I'll hide the other girls whenever she comes back. As I mentioned before, waifu is not does is not a singular noun. I mean, it, it, it can be stop, you want. stop giving yourself that excuse. It doesn't work. <laughs> Uh, male characters are a little more difficult because, like as we all know, male characters don't really get much attention in these shows. Um, but Nagisa, I, do... I am sorry, Nagisa. Oh, from Cloud. Oh yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She uh, is perfect waifu material. Rika recently has has established herself as one of my favorite char- female characters from uh, Love Chinobio. I, I definitely love Rika. That is awesome. She was, I, I I can give you that. I'm one. very very surprised how much I enjoyed her as a character. And I didn't think I was going to like her at first. I was like, I like her heterochromia that she has a little uh, thing going on. And, and I thought that was going to be all I was going to like and her then for. She took out the, <laughs> and then, then she turned out to be a really awesome character. And then she I took liked. out the contact. I was going to leave that part out because I thought that was a spoiler <laughs> territory. But you could, you could probably you establish you could, that in the first you could, episode. You could, you could decide that out if you want. Um, she's not really a character from anime. Well, she does have, actually have an anime character. Uh, she, uh, manga, at least. But uh, Miku. I like my Miku. But yeah, male characters, uh, I mean, I can go with Ladouche from uh, Code Geass. Um, I'm going to L with, from Death Note definitely um, is an awesome character. 
I'm going to stick with, uh, with, with Vegeta. He, he just, he works for me. There was a couple characters in Samurai 7, which were really awesome. That I, uh, If you never watched Samurai 7, definitely go watch it. They had a really good cast of male characters in that show. Uh, now I'm wa- my eyes are wandering to different shows on the walls and stuff, which are pretty much all harem crap. <laughs> uh, Lane from Serial Experiments. Lane, I think she was amazing. Um, yeah, I think that's, so I think that's all the got. second part. Second part. And another question. Which five anime characters would you pick to be in a high school drama show harem and what kind of club would they be? Ah, uh, I hate so, these questions. So do I get so do I get a sidekick in this? If I get a sidekick, I got Vegeta next to me because he's what? not what? he's not Why he's not stuck on he's Vegeta? not no no he he's not he's not like interested in women per se. I mean, yeah, he married Bulma, but you know he's not he's not like going. He's out not interested in women, but he got the best woman. <laughs> But and then I, I I'm I'm gonna have to say you know I gotta have my 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 Musial from uh, from uh, Outbreak Company gotta have her gotta have my Kuroneko gotta have my my Rin gotta have my uh, you're just bringing up your list of harem characters yeah I did I totally did I, that's what the harem is there for I I got my harem I, you know you cheat <laughs> got Inju Rin. See, the only thing that I'm worried about is should I bring in Yunogasai though? Because Yunogasai is a very, very dangerous one. She's volatile, you know. I was actually thinking I, I didn't connect the aspect of the the school harem club show part of it. So my immediately thought was I because I didn't read that entire question when I was thinking about it earlier. But I was I was trapping the idea of, of just a mix up and my mix up was essentially two shows that have been really heavy on the mind lately, which was Love Chinubio and Other Delusions. You'll have that world, but then suddenly the main character realizes that he is now a master and now all the servants show up and there's magic happening and then he's constantly struggling with the idea that magic doesn't exist, but yet there's you know, the all the characters from Fate Stay coming in there. So yeah, that's my that's my. I guess you could do it in the club. I mean, you'll have like Archer and 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 Lancer just going at each other's throats and. No 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 no! You sabers. have them as little chibi characters on the on the table. Oh, what? Bacantes. Never mind. No, <laughs> don't even bring that garbage in here. You take that garbage back out of here. I, I was I was thinking a, a chibi Rin would be pretty awesome to, to have. You know, you could sit there and have chibi oh Rin. Go she would be Shana. It. it would be that 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 short series of Shakuna no Shana, the one where she was a little chibi and it was all on top top of his head, and she was eating little buns. So yeah, your your idea is already taken. It's just another show. I think I think, <laughs> I think that's what you're thinking of. And little. Uh, little, uh no i was actually pond. thinking of like desktops and and and, and make it into kind of like this like desktop tournament type thing you know you've got your saber sitting there fighting against writer and but then i then i realized that that's totally baka and Tess, so never mind <laughs> um, it didn't forward, work out as well as it was I it was cooler it in my head it was cooler in my head <laughs> Yanko Sensei returns to say, "Hey guys, been a, gone for a while, but I'm still listening to all the time because of the nature of my work. Um, I still find times in the car and extended periods of time, and that is when I ended up listening to the podcast. I'm always looking for more podcasts to listen to. What are some of your favorites? Uh, any in general, anime, non-anime, gaming, whatever. Um, no, yeah, the other part I don't have to read. 
But yeah, uh, no. My, my podcast app has been going through a serious changeover recently because <laughs> I I used to listen to a lot of gaming podcasts, um, a lot of them with like IGN. But with the change in how they're running and a change of cast members, I then took on some new podcasts, but then realized that a lot of the hosts that IGN lost on their new podcast are now not the people I liked anymore. So I cut them out, went back to IGN, but IGN, I just don't, I've just lost interest in gaming a lot of it. And I don't like the new cast members, so I dropped all those, but used to listen to them. Joystick recently stopped, so I can't listen to Joystick anymore. They're shutting down. Well, we do have AAA podcasts. I listen yeah, anime-related. I have I, I listen to them quite often. Um, but generally, most of the other anime podcasts, I don't really much care for. So, <laughs> yeah, not to not to sound high and mighty, but a lot of the issues that I have with a lot of the other anime podcasts, yeah, I do listen to AAA podcasts. Was listening to some UK ones. Um, I even tried out A and N, but a lot of a lot of the ones that I've already discarded are just cases where they either just don't sound like they like anime or they have language in it, and that's not their fault. I mean, if if they want language in their stuff and that's what people like, that's partly why we made this podcast. I just don't particularly care to have the colorful language in there. So, um, but yeah, I, that's pretty much the only ones I literally listen to is is a podcast and. Um, a lot of the IGN ones, which I don't really listen to anymore. And the only one that's left over that's any good is is uh, Nintendo Voice Chat. But <laughs> yeah, I like listening to that because they they usually get into like some really old school uh, gaming related information because it's Nintendo and they've been around for a long time. Uh, I I still enjoy Game Scoop, which is another video game one. Uh, I used to have a lot of different ones in there, like technology-based ones uh this week in tech if you look up them uh twit.tv i believe is their their website leo laporte and his whole network has a lot of great informational stuff if you like technology and they have podcasts for windows for mac um ios i mean anything technology they usually have a podcast for it and they're they're usually um pretty solid so if i'm not listening to just anime podcasts 101 or at number one two one five because i do listen to them but it's like i said it's not that i like them i just listen to them so i got an idea of what's going on in in the anime world and just different people's ideas of what they feel about different shows so i'm taking all that into consideration when i'm not listening to that i'm generally listening to audible stuff so i'm constantly listening to books on audible Used to be really big in podcasts, but I don't haven't been listening to many of them anymore, just because they they're changing. I'll have to I'll have to get I have to, I have to get recalibrated like you're doing right now. So <laughs> whatever suggestions you have, definitely leave them in this this article. Uh, but yeah, moving forward, we have uh, Jack TWD fourth, which he told us I believe that it's no, that has nothing to do with Walking Dead. So I thought I'd throw this in here. Uh, it says hello, gentlemen. Uh, are there any shows based on games that you enjoy? Or have been disappointed in. I've heard that Persona uh, about Persona, though I've never played the games or watched the shows. Do these shows complement the video game experience? I checked out the Persona uh, Persona Four animation for a while. It was definitely comical for the first. I think I watched six episodes of it, but after a while, I realized how close it was to the game and didn't really care much. But I, I do understand that it does keep pretty close to the game's flow. 
and has a lot of the humor from the, the game, but you, the main character, why you, you, uh, he is, has actually a personality in the show, so it's actually quite comical. Uh, I think the really only one that we watched from start to finish was Devil Survivor 2, which I haven't played the game, so I don't know how well it follows the game. Or I haven't watched the... Yeah, I haven't played through the entire game, so I don't know how well the animated series follows the game. Um, but we enjoyed it from beginning to end. I mean, it had a few really slow moments, but it was a pretty cool little show. I mean, it wasn't bad, so uh, I definitely say check that out if, you, if you're looking for a, a crossover related to that. Um, I did watch a little bit of Valkyria Chronicles. I really, really love the game, but I'm afraid of watching the animation because I know a lot of my favorite characters from the game aren't in the animation, and but I, I definitely still want to check that out. It looks like it's really well done. Yeah, anything? If I was to go off of the concept of games, which would imply video games, I'm assuming... Um, if you saying card games and all other games and incorporated, you got more to work with. Did um, Rage of Bahamut do well to add up that card game that you so played for <laughs> hours upon end? I was actually thinking about that. Um, I have played this game Does for Apollo. Does it capture Farvio very well? Farvio? Farvio. Favaro. Um, I, I have been playing that game for like five, six hours straight. Uh, well, not straight. I mean, it's it, you. You once you play through the 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 tutorial section, if you want to call it that, uh, the the beginner section. Um, it kind of makes it to where you can only play for like five seconds, and then you then you go on to doing something else. So, it, outside of actually doing this evolving and enhancing thing, it's kind of hard to decide. But what I can say about this game, I don't suggest it to anybody. I I've been playing this game for like five six hours. I still, to this day, I have no clue what's going on in this game. I I go and I do this quest thing, and then I'm done. And I don't know what I'm doing after that, except for evolving and enhancing my cards. <laughs> but there's no Favios. There's no Favaro. <laughs> Favaro is not in there. <laughs> what, what were you trying to bring up, then, anyways? Uh, oh, I was going to say uh, the Wixos stuff. I, I don't know how closely it follows the g- cards, and I don't know how... F- closely it follows the games but i enjoyed the the show um rage of the Bahamut, great great anime i think with both books doesn't seem like it's rage following is really just they're bringing in the the the, the art styles like here's the characters yeah. arts now make a show out of it all right there we go yeah it, not like so, there's a story to rage of Bahamut yeah, exactly um i outside of that i mean what else is there i mean we watched pokemon but that had nothing to do with the game. Yeah, <laughs> the game was just go out and be a champion. I, I th- they, they did have a version that did actually follow the the game, but yeah, the yellow. No, 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 uh, it wasn't yellow. red, red and blue. There was no. a Pokemon red and blue animation that oh. they re- just recently re released. That doesn't make any sense. I mean, there was no character to the red and blue original game, so they, they, they were just red and blue. And they had no personality whatsoever. And Probably not. And <laughs> all this stuff. Because that's all the game was. You said, hi, mom. Bye, mom. Hey, Professor Oak. What's up? All right, bye. Going to the, the studios or the, the stadiums. Anyways. What else did? What else is there? I mean, I, I don't want to say... Because there there is this kind of a taboo a, amongst the otaku communi- community, the anime lovers community, that 
a game cannot be adapted into an anime. They generally just will fall and fall flat, flat on its face, and it just will die a miserable. Well, the, I mean, to be honest, stinking, you, most horrid, games yeah. are all about the gameplay, so there really isn't much story to work with. Yeah, I mean, well, oh, ooh, I got one. Uh, if you've ever played Tales of Asperia, definitely check out uh, the movie that they did on that, which was actually a prequel to the story. That movie was actually really awesome, and it actually made me cry. So definitely check that out if you if you play the game. I think that's all I have, though. I really do want to look... Uh, I think they made a, an ad- anime adaptation of Corpse Party, which I would really like to look into, because Corpse Party was epic and really brutal. But... Was that really more the sh- the? I was that more of a game or a visual novel? I know it had game elements, but oh yeah, because it was a lot based on your choice if you're going to die or not. That was really a lot of it. So yeah, I mean it's a visual novel in the aspect that instead of moving the cursor from choosing A or B or C, you're actually choosing: Do I turn left here and pick up this before I hit the switch, or if I hit the switch first, my body gets cut in half? Then yeah, I guess if you want to choose the directions you choose is the visual novel aspect but a lot of it had definitely have to do with the the voice acting and all that i think that's it move on let's do it because i can't think of anything else i'm looking at that's all the questions we have what that's all the questions we're moving on to our discussion on death parade and yatterman the way that i kind of set this up is that we were going to talk about death parade and then talk about yatterman because i assume that most people that have watched that are watching Yatterman are watching Death Parade, but there's more people that have only watched Death Parade but not Yatterman. So, if you're one of the people that has not watched Death Parade but you've watched Yatterman, you want to start a discussion on that, and I apologize. I'll put a time frame aspect in the uh, the notes for this podcast episode in the podcast app. If you just tap on the album art, you'll see it. Um, otherwise, I'll have the timestamp and the article for this episode, which you can either find on otakuspirit.com. If you go to podcast and look for the, the podcast episode for this, you can click on it and it'll have the timestamp in there. So, yeah, I give you plenty of information on where Yatterman Nights will be, because like I said, I assume that I'm seeing a ton of people talk about Death Parade, but not... Although we have a lot of people watching Yatterman, but like I said, I think more one way rather than the other, so... Death Parade I will, first. I, I do want to say this before you guys go. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> if you're not watching Yatterman, watch it. It is wor- so worth it. You're going to love it. Um, if you or if you haven't watched it. Did watch I say both it of them. But yeah, yeah watch Yatterman. both of them. These Definitely. are the these are the two picks of the season so far right now. I mean, yeah, there's still the chance Yatterman's that something's going to... Yatterman's more in gym. Like, not many people are talking about it, and I think more people need to. But yeah, and it's so it so deserves any all the all the hype that it can it can muster. Give it hype, hype that show up, people. It is an awesome show. It is way worth it. Yeah, we're gonna talk about Death Parade uh, first. Uh, again, this is gonna be a spoiler discussion on Death Parade. So if you've not watched it, uh, definitely tune us out. And again, if you have watched Yatterman Nights, look for the timestamp on this information or on the ar- the article for this podcast. You'll be able to get the timestamp to skip ahead for. But yeah, Death Parade. It's all spoilers. Our game. All spoilers. All spoilers. So what has been happening in this show? Definitely, really, really enjoying it so far. I, I love the, I love the, the stories they've told so far. I really had what three total judgments so far. Um, the other two episodes have really been kind of exploring the, the world that they're in and some of the rules and decision making that they're going through. 
I think one of the key things that really fascinated me about the show so far is definitely in how they kind of outline the aspect that you can they can make a wrong decision, and that's I think makes it even more darker because you're talking about people's right to be reborn or be thrown into the void and be lost forever. And I think that's really fascinating because, yeah, if if technically if Deckham says that, oh, you made a bad decision and I don't see maybe this other aspect of you, doesn't matter, you're going to the void. I mean, it's like that's a judgment and you can't really, there's no second chances, you're done. And so that kind of makes it a really, really screwed up kind of story set up. But that's, again, why I come to anime for is that really screwed up aspect that they're willing to explore. I... I enjoy this on the aspect of and it and it's and it's so frustrating because I I went to Andrew the other day and I was like you know that last episode was a little disappointing and I'm not saying that it was wholly disappointing because I did like the fact that it kind of revealed a little bit more about the bar but I still have to stand by what I said before this show will really shine if they continue with their their telling of the you story. were finally wrong and it upsets you is what it is. Huh? You're wrong, and you and they, and you're upset about that. What? We were talking about episode five. I think was the latest episode, right? Yes. The, the episode five was like what I was saying, where this is one of the two episodes where they really explore the world they're in, that little that little cubby that they're in, where they're making these judgments. And episode five was great because it explored a lot of uh, the characters. It started talking about this this girl that just showed up with Deckham and why she's there. I mean, we would all like to know why this girl suddenly showed up. Um, they're exploring what they're going to do with her, which is definitely probably going to be something really significant towards the later parts. I'm sure whatever judgment they make on her is going to be a really telling point of this. We might find out that she's a completely disgusting person, and then they'll have to throw in her void. Or you might have Deckham like... No, we're not throwing her to the the void because I've spent so much time with her, even though she is a nasty person, and he might end up choosing to throw you know throw her back in the. Re- There's this whole fascinating thing they can do with her, um, and then you kind of touched into the 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 main the main Madame Lady, whatever you want to call her, that's that's controlling uh, Deckham and these other arbiters. I mean, there was a lot of information in that episode that really should be addressed, and so yeah, I do agree with you that you're not getting the same. Episode one, episode three, episode four, judgments, which are really fascinating. I really enjoy, but there's still some really key information that really needs to be addressed, and I think that's where it was addressed. And, that's the, it. and then that's they're the going to probably go back into the. But other see, stuff. that is the exact problem. That's not a problem with it. Though. No, you don't. You're not understanding what I'm saying. The more and more they reveal that stuff, the more and more questions you're going to want to know about the bar. And the bar is not the star of this show. And I'm I will stand by that. You no, know, any other thing you're going to say that's a shallow story because all we did was deal with this. But this is the one time where they're really going oh, to depth. Okay, stuff. is Mushishi a, a, a shallow story? No, they don't. That is exactly the same formula that I'm saying. If if this sticks with the Mushishi formula, it will do just fine. It does not have to reveal all this stuff. No, well, Mushishi didn't reveal it all. It, it would. It was constantly talking about the Mushishi. What's 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 the comparison here? Those two people that come down. That is the same formula as the whatever the thing of that episode was in Mushishi. Mushishi was about the the Mushi and they were exploring it every episode. 
It didn't have anything. Exactly what I'm saying. The two people that are coming in, the person that is affected by the Mushishi that episode, whatever is revolving around that person's life that is causing the Mushi to be interested in that character, that entire thing is explored. Well, I guess we'll have to disagree there, but I I think the show is fine with having both. I, I... I almost want to say that I, I'm happy with them taking a brief moment away from that just to say, th- here, there's something to... The, this isn't just a pit stop, let's move on. It's not episodic in the aspect that here are these people, there's our story, judgment. Here's these people, there's our story, judgment. Here's our people, there's our story, judgment. And then you're going to go and, well, I mean, what is this this world that we're in? Because it's, it's, it's not going to have a really good punchline in the end if we don't know... Why Why are they here? How does this world function outside see, of those judgments? But see, the only reason... It's, the it only should reason, be one way or the other. The only reason that you're even interested in that is because they started revealing all that information. Because that's what the writer wanted to do, and I definitely want the writer to do what they want to do with it. I And I and I and that's why I'm not bashing the show for that. I'm saying that I don't... I don't want them to do that because I think that they're... What will end up happening is you're going to get to a point where it's going to try to give you something that will match what is already in this show, which is those people coming in on that elevator. If it tries to tap, tries to uh, trump that uh, storytelling by going, hey, here is this world. Isn't it super interesting? And you're like... You probably should have stuck with the people over there. No, nah, because I think that throws it in a box. Because, I mean, it, what I think they can end up doing with this is having, yeah, there is this judgment that they're doing on the side. The, the, here's the judgment thing that is really what they're doing. That is their purpose. That is what the arbiters do. That is definitely not going to change. But it's it's really kind of doing this thing where they'll have this side thing. And I think they could have done it better. I think they could have had the the judgment segments be a little... Sh- little slightly shorter and then have them kind of slowly breadcrumb in the story of the bar rather than have an entire episode devoted to, okay, let's talk about the arbiters and what's going on behind the backgrounds. Then let's go back to the Judgment Sex episode. I think they could have done where they kind of just breadcrumb it in, which would probably be a lot better. Um, but I think it's nice to have this idea that you could essentially have the judgments happening and then we'll we'll sprinkle in here and there. We'll have what's going on on the side and how things are happening in the background Coming up to one big judgment at the end, which will be more significant because they are actually exploring these characters. I don't want it to be, as much as I really enjoy those judgments and what they're doing with it, I think when it comes down to episode 12 or whatever they get to for this series, I think it'll be a lot more fulfilling if they'll have this big, huge punchline at the end where, okay, so there's more significance to this than just them passing judgments every episode. Uh, I I'm I, I I, I'm sorry. I, 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 I'm 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 just afraid that we're going to end up getting really really disappointed when they re- when all is revealed because obviously they're going to reveal everything involving the the bar. There's no stopping them at this point because yeah, they've already, mentioned already that there's God doesn't exist right now or something like yeah. that. They were mentioning that, and then you have it almost seems like there's a, a fight between the leaders of these arbiters between like the. I keep forgetting her name. I want to call the madame, the little short girl, and this really old creepy guy that really creeped me out. Seriously creeped me out. <laughs> I thought he was cool, but... He was cool, but he was really creepy. <laughs> He's not a guy that I'd want to be in a dark 
pool room together along with you know playing pool i i mean i i i'm sorry I, when when all is said and done yeah yeah the world the bar is interesting yeah all that stuff is interesting but i'm i'm afraid that when all is said and done we're gonna walk away from this show be, having all this revealed because they they're at the point right now that they have to because they've already started down the road of revealing it. I don't think they started down if the road. He's, he that's what they wanted to do. We, you're not you're not following what I'm saying. It is what you're if making. They, it, they, it, they, it, they, you, the way you say it, you make it sound like it's just a well. He they decided to go off this offside tangent. I think it was planned, and I I, I don't want to discredit it for what they're doing. They they had a formula with death billiards. Death billiards was just what is in those three episodes. Yeah, but there two was people a coming single in. Thing. Huh? You can't you can't judge this entire series based off of a short. You can't say that this has to be that short because a short was just okay. A, but y- here's you, what we okay. Got. What it, what what we do is we judge the we look at this show and we say this is the writing. This is how the writing works. We make judgments on that writing based on how that writing affects us. The formula that they have is two people coming in off of that thing. That works. Going into the bar and the secrets behind the bar is not what this show should be focusing on. They are doing it. There's no getting around it. They've started down that path. They have to continue down that path. Otherwise, it's going to be an unfulfilling show. What I'm saying is at the end of the day, when they finish this entire show, I'm afraid that what we're going to see is not going to be as fulfilling as if they had done, like I said, the Mushishi formula, where they go in and they have those two characters, they f- explore those and characters Mushishi completely. Mushishi explored the, the 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 organization of Mushishi, and that's, that's basically fine, the same idea there. But it was they still had the element of the way that they normally tell the story. It was encapsul- encapsulated in that one episode, and it was only one what two episodes of the entire show. And this that's why two episodes. <laughs> okay, but you're not at sixty. No, episode, I would probably 60, say forty episodes. I would say four or five episodes. They they explored a lot of different things with Mishi. They had the your your the, argument. Your argument is not not dissuading my argument. Yeah, it is. I'm, I'm saying there's just as equally amount of episodes so far. I mean, Mushishi has forty episodes. No, I'm talking about the first season. Well, actually, I'm the second season probably had. There was the second two? season had less of them. I think it was made two. The first season maybe had two, two episodes really, roughly. Mm-hmm. One where it, it, it followed. But I'm still Pinko, saying they still did it. The it doesn't matter lady. how much they do it; they're still doing it. If they do it properly, though. But I, I think if you put it in the box of well, here's and we really need to cut off this because we we're talking to about it too much. But here's this, uh, there's this short that they did over here at this festival to kickstart this idea. Here's what they did with it was with one judgment. That was really them saying, here's this cool little thing that this world... And it encapsulates everything in that world. It encapsulates the bar. and encapsulates the judgment they're doing. When they, of course, they get the season, they're going to be able to finally explore what all these other thing aspects of it. But like I said, I do agree with the idea that I think it was a little abrupt having an entire episode cut off and let's do this because it, it really should have been sprinkled in there over time. But I think to bottle it into this idea of it having to be episodic all the way to the end will discredit the fact that they might have some really fascinating behind the scenes that they want to explore and that will be done through 
this new girl showing up at the bar with Deckham. It'll be explored with uh, the boss lady and what she's doing with this other guy. And it'll be explored in this big, huge, interesting... I'm, I'm fascinated by it. And I, I, like I said, I do agree that I think it's it was a abrupt way of getting to it. But I think they have something there that I think... And I also want to say, I, I please do not m- misunderstand me in any way, shape, or form. I'm not bashing the show. I love this show. I, I'm not missing an episode when this, ep- this show comes up. So don't, don't misunderstand me. I just... I, I have a feeling of a certain thing, and I'm concerned about it. But I still love the show. There's nothing... They have not done anything bad so far. It's just... I'm concerned about something. That's all. I was actually really fascinated when I heard when I realized that the girl was actually one that was supposed to be judged. I think that was actually really fascinating. And I, oh, I'm I, really interested to see what they decide to do with her. I like Death Arc. I, I I came back when Death Arcade came out, and I was like, I told Andrew, I said, "Oh my gosh!" I mean, I was in tears during the show, and it was like 30 minutes after the show that I was trying to recover, and I could not recover from that show. That episode was just awesome. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think probably, um, I think my best one so far was probably Death Arcade. I mean, the first one was definitely a lot of twist to it, but Death Cart Death Arcade was definitely one that kind of really hit the emotional marks. So, um, it it it, it each has their own spa- flavor in spades. I mean, right down to the judgment. Uh, Ginkgo saying you did great. You know, all that stuff. I mean, I'm I'm already getting goosebumps right now. I that was an emotional, very strong storytelling, but, and that's why I'm saying that they can do this every episode. Yeah the the first episode uh, was definitely the the bring in one, and like I said, it was it was a lot of twist to that. I I almost was a little bit jarred by the very end of it, where they finally had that second twist, and it was like okay. Is is I mean, are we really getting what's going on here? Or is she lying again? I don't know who the hell's telling the truth anymore. And then that got into the second episode where they kind of started exploring the idea that did he really make the Se- right decision, the which episode, was really cool. The second episode I liked. I, I it, felt it, it was jarring because of the recapping they were doing, but I liked what they the yeah, punchline. And, and, and I still I still stand by the second episode. I think was necessary as a tool for the storytelling because it it showed. It it was it wasn't. I mean, I I agree to a point that it's kind of the showing Gink, or showing uh, Deckham as a ginkgo. <laughs> ginkgo. Uh, it 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 shows. Uh, now I'm messed up. Dang it! <laughs> it shows Deckham as a um, fallible. I don't think it's so much that he sees it as he's he's a soulless doll. So he kind of. He doesn't have the emotional ties. He he's very uh, black and white in, the, in 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 the way he sees things. So I don't. It, I, I want to make it clear that I don't think that he's by design a solo doll. I think that's just his character because they've already showed other operators that are very 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 spunky. I, I, okay, I got you. Uh, my my point is is that he's very black and white. He he doesn't really live in the gray so much, and that's what uh, this girl is presenting to him as as there's another way of looking at this and then he realizes that he should have seen it that way he may have missed things but it wasn't that that wasn't the thing that it was showing it wasn't so much that it was showing his fallibility it was showing you as the viewer that even you may have missed this thing you didn't even see it as this direction and if you did i mean you were seeing things from a different angle which is something that's very hard to catch when you're looking at these shows, and I think that's what 
where it kind of reinvested that moral ambiguity that was in Death Billiards. Death Billiards, at the end of the show, after everything was said and done, you know how you see them get into the elevator? Mm -hmm. And then at the, at the top of the elevator was the two heads? Mm -hmm. Those two heads were not shown in the end of Death Billiards. So it had this kind of a, uh, uh, ambiguity so that you didn't know. It was that open end. You didn't know which who went in which elevator. <laughs> that was what I really struggled with with uh, the rolling Vlad, which was the, the third episode with the bowling. It was like they went... Because <laughs> I came from just watching the the decision made in, in, in uh, Death 7 Dart, which was the Dart one. And I almost had this mentality immediately of, okay, there's always... They're talking about there's two people that die at the same time. They come in... And maybe it's a case, and they're and they're making judgment on who's going to be going to uh, the void or who's going to be reincarnated. And I almost was thinking that this is a way of sifting out overpopulation in heaven and in, in the world or something like that. So my immediate thought was, oh, at the end of this bowling game, wait, 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 wait. One person's <laughs> got to go up. One person's got to go down. And so when they took so long to showing it, and then they finally showed it, and they both had up. I was like, oh gosh, think, wait. Does it change when they get inside? <laughs> I was, I was like, no, don't send one of them to the I, void. I loved, I'm gonna be so I loved, upset. I loved Rolling Ballad. That was, that was, beautiful. that was very sweet. That definitely, very I love. That was definitely one of those ones where it's like watch through the ending cast because it just continues on, and the cute little music playing with all that was going on was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, Death Death Arcade was definitely the one that was a lot more. It was more emotional. of an impact. More of an impact. Uh, Rolling Ballad was just and the, the Death Arcade really show that the the judgment happens during the game, and once the game is over, the judgment's already made. And I was kind of pointing that out to Chris was even though he says you 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 did good or whatever, and she just she was she was yelling about her children. I need to go back to my children, and she started crying. And he said you did good, and he hugged them both. Even at that point, you kind of get this 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 thought that okay, maybe he sees that she's she's caring for her children. Well, no, he, but no, he, the judgment he, was already made back in the yeah. game where she was using the children and uh, she was she was exploiting her children. She was she was attacking the other guy. She was she was making excuses for everything. And even though it was that's I guess the part where it really makes the show screwed up is she's been through a lot of crap, but yeah. at the same time. She was allowing, she was using it as an excuse to be what she was. And that's when the judgment was made at the game's end. No matter what happens afterwards, then, you're still. And then after, after the judgment had been made, then she says, at least let me get back to my children. Give me my children. And then all of a sudden, Deckham had this kind of a shock moment, which showed the judgment, then that's when what Andrew had pointed out to me, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I didn't think about that." But yes, his reaction of shock when she said, "Let me see my children at least one more time," or something like that, it was a very impactful moment, and and he him reacting to that was kind of the the showing that yes, the game was the was the final game. Yeah, the, that's the thing that makes it to where you see their darkness and that's why he he is so emphatic about he has to get them to show their darkness if there is any yeah all right well i think that's enough talk about death parade let's jump into yatterman nights so again we thank you all for listening if you were in part of the part of death parade peoples uh definitely appreciate you listening to us if you have not watched listened to yatterman nights we'll probably part way with you at this point um i'm gonna say it one more time 
If you're not watching Yatterman Nights, go watch it. It's yeah, worth it. I, I think you definitely know by episode the end of episode two if you're going to enjoy the series or not. It definitely lays out everything it has to offer within two episodes. Um, I think I don't want to dismiss guide people into believing that only episode one because I think that episode two presents everything else that it has to offer. So definitely watch two, at least two episodes of it, and you'll know if you're going to enjoy it or not. And I think I think people will be definitely surprised. So, at this point, all of our people that were listening to Death Parade, or skipping Death Parade, welcome back. Um, hope <laughs> you found us. Um, but yeah, we're going to jump into Yatterman Nights, which I, uh, this definitely, when I first, when we first looked at it, we were like, this is going to be nothing but a bunch of silly crap. But then, that episode one, just with the death of the mother and the pain that she was going through, it, it they did well in pacing it through the episode. It it was definitely a here. Let's 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 bring her into the world, and this is all that has that you're gonna need to start this character off. It was like a, a shove off for her, but it it still managed to be pretty emotional. And I the thing that keeps me stuck on this show is the fact that it yeah it gives me that lolly character taking on the world like I was wanting with with uh, Vesta, but with this one I just I love every moment with this character because she's just so she's so innocent in the fact that she wants to flick people's forehead but at the same time she's being put through such heart-wrenching moments that it just keeps me going i i'm surprised they haven't really pushed the um i haven't watched today or what was it what's the last episode i'm gonna make sure i didn't watch ah i don't want to go straight so to, yeah so it, we're, i'm at episode time. four so, so yeah going watch. to watch that tonight <laughs> If we can fit it in with with Walking Dead, um, but yeah, all the way up to episode four, I'm kind of surprised that they they kind of introduced uh, the two other characters, which were we immediately were assuming is going to be the lineage of the Yatterman, but they haven't really touched on it since then, which is kind of surprising. Which I mean, there's only what two episodes more, but I mean that's two that didn't have anything in it, but. Yeah, I got the impression that they were probably descendants of Yatterman, too. It was the whole thing with the closing song that kind of... <laughs> oh, really? Something kind of spelled it out. Well, the, the closing song just has... I mean, you have... Here's Yatterman. It's it's all about this... Or Yatterman Nights. Here's this uh, Leopard girl and the, the Ranjo. And we're going on into this. And she's doing her adventures of taking down the Yatterman. And then suddenly a female and a male pop up that have blonde hair. And they have their own outro music. Oh, did they? I mean, that's kind of a telling sign that they're kind of important. Um, but yeah, I just... Okay, so Duranjo goes and beats up the Yatterman, and then those two take over and become the new Yatterman. That would be a cool idea. No, I'm just kind of wondering how it's going to... I mean, it's it's assumed that the the Yatter Kingdom at some point went to crap. I mean, we're not quite sure how it did, uh, but I'm assuming at some point something took over, the robots took over, something... And maybe the robots, maybe it's a thing where the robots become so smart they don't want the people to have control anymore. They, they know they, they, can, they can do things better and kick out the real Yatterman. And then the real Yatterman are, uh, the real Yatterman came out and that is now their descendant is those two characters. That's the only way I can assume. And at some point they're going to go back in there and, and find maybe a castle or something where they were from originally and then maybe take back over. Who knows? It's just, it's one of those things where it's like, I just hope they do well with it because it's kind of overly obvious at this point. But, I mean, it could surprise me and it, I might be completely wrong. Who knows? 
it'll just go all the way to the last episode and they'll never address it and you're like wait wait were those actually Ettermans? we never <laughs> got to that are they really it don't tell me i was wrong yeah oh this show is so beautiful it is just so beautiful and it's just so moving to watch things and I, I love the... Some really good action scenes yes. on the last episode, too, or episode four. I, and I don't... It was I a mean, little the, blobby looking, but I think it was really well... I, do, I don't, I don't think that I'm... I'm not watching it for that. No, I mean I really am I really not. think a lot of it's really cartoonishy. I'm just mean, in episode four, it really got more serious in the combat, whereas it's usually, yeah, the big, huge dog mecha fighting the, the big, huge person mecha and it's really silly in that aspect i mean i'm occasionally i'm I, i'll laugh here and there i'll i'll i'll, I'll think that yeah oh that's cute uh, but really what i'm watching this for is to see leopard just and and everything that's going on in her world and how she's reacting to the world i think she's just absolutely a brilliantly written character um well as i was mentioning in the when we were mentioning the 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 first impressions uh podcast I almost want to think that this this whole it's it's silly in the combat sequences because I almost want to believe that Leopard is writing this in her journal as it goes along and this is what in her mind things are happening with like the the flicking finger make a robot mm-hmm. thing and stuff like that. But yeah, definitely in episode two, I was really afraid when they when they first brought in that flicking robot and there was a big bird robot and then they had the. The big line of mecha, uh, of Yattermans coming out, and they're all yelling, Yattar, Yattar, Yattar. And I was like, oh my gosh, what are they doing with this? I, I see it as the spirit of the old Yatterman series, so I accept that. And the only reason I it doesn't bother me too much now is because I just kind of see it as, this is her innocence, and this is where it's kind of portrayed, is in the combat sequences. But I do agree with you, oh, I love... I mean, every time that girl says my my angel, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna I'm gonna cry again. <laughs> it's just it just it's so heartwarming and so so lovable as a character, and I just can't wait for figures. I I, I one 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 thing that I I I, I see this is it, the way the best way I can describe it is is almost a having a bird in a cage, and the cage is this is the darkness of this world, and and. And you have this pretty bird in in this is this story, and it, I just I that's the way I see her in this. It is she's just everything around her is just so dark. And I mean, no, it's not bloody and gory and all that. It's just when you stop and think about what they're saying in these stories, in these stories, it, it, they're very dark. Stories. Yeah, I mean, they're talking about the the parents being taken off and dying in the factory, or uh, the idea that they have to cheer on people as they're they're brought into service for 35 years when the the wife is pregnant. I mean, this is a really a really dark almost like Nazi type a dictatorship North Korea, I don't know what you want to call it, really bad living conditions that these people are in and they're shutting the door on people that are walking by because they're afraid of taking in somebody that might get them attacked by the Yatterman. I mean, they're the villagers are completely terrified of the of the Yatterman. So yeah. it definitely is dealing with a lot of really serious tones. Yeah. And in the middle of it is this very innocent girl, which is, I just love that aspect of it. Yes. I just, I can't wait to see what they take her. So. Next episode's up right now. <laughs> yeah, we got another podcast to record and another show to watch. Uh, is there anything else you want to hit on it? I mean, it, I mean, it, it I, I definitely think the, the most, I, I while I, I did appreciate how emotional the first episode was, and I definitely appreciate how 
heart-wrenching it was with the 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 two other characters they brought in and and the whole angel thing but the the family with the pregnant uh wife was definitely i think one of the more crushing moments for the for uh leopard just having that moment where they were more afraid of the yatterman than uh, supportive of her as this this hero person yeah that they obviously have no trust in her actually pulling anything off so they decide to submit to the Yatterman. And they betray her. And they and betray all that. her, yeah. And, and they have this whole thing where she's just like just laughing it off and crying. It was just, oh gosh. That episode was really good. Yeah. In tears. Full on tears. Waterworks. <laughs> I just, it's one of those things where I just wish I can get more people to check it out. And I, I've, I've got I know, a couple it, people it, on Twitter so that I've, I've kind of baited into watching and they've enjoyed it. So it's it's good. I mean, it I guess it's like a lot of seasons where we find those little gems. Like Nimble Nog Concerto was definitely one where I wish more people would have watched, but I know they won't, but... We're, we're preaching to the choir right now because hopefully everybody listening to this has watched it. <laughs> right? I always want to say we probably should have done the Iron Man first just because it doesn't seem like there's really too much to spoil well, that's, on and this that's, one. And that's, like, like I was saying, I mean, go hype this show. Tell people about it. I mean, it's obviously a great show. I mean, yeah, I, I, I hate sitting here and going, I'm going to hold out that one last bit of judgment because, you know, if... We got through episode four. We're still loving it. But, you know, the next eight episodes could co- totally go down the drain. But I hope not. I want to <laughs> see this go as great as it's doing. Because, I mean, I can I can lull through one or two episodes. But just keep this going because it's so great. Yeah. Definitely enjoy it. If you guys enjoy it, too, definitely chime in on the, the discussion on the, this uh, particular article's comment thread. Um, but yeah, I that's, would that's I actually I would keep those in the yeah, de- season yeah. discussion. Right, we on the forums, talkingspirit.com forums. Go to the seasonal discussions forums and look for the Adamant Knights one. Um, but yeah, we hope you all enjoy listening to this. Um, hope that we didn't lose too many people with the Adamant one. I hope more people listening to it than Death Parade. <laughs> we'll hope that a lot of people had to skip because well, we, we want to listen to both of them. But yeah, our closing song is from Yatterman Knight, which is called uh, Kyokugen dreamers which is by screen mode and that is the op for again for yataman night we hope you all enjoyed y'all have a wonderful day and we'll take care oh Shooting star,